Rabbi said, good morning. A good Arab Shabbos and Arab Sukkot. Tovshin Peydalid. We're holding Mamish a few hours before the Grace of Yontif. And we're holding uh, all our preparations after the Avoida of Yom Kippur, which was a great, great opportunity for all of us. And everyone is still feeling those moments of Tahira Sanefish of purity, and now we're able to enter into the Sukkah. And we say the famous words, should cover us with the Sukkah of peace, the Sukkah of Shalom. As my father, Al Vashalom, always used to say over, that this is the Sukkahs, we don't say, Midiris Keva, we live our so called permanent abode, and we go into this flimsy little hut. But we recognize that in that hut that we're under the protectionship of the Rabbanu Shalom. And he used to say that the world is filled with bombs, atom bombs and nuclear bombs. The world is not a very, very safe place. But the safest place to be is in the Sukkah Shalom of the Rabbanu Shalom. A Yid is connected and has amuna, And that's what we aspire for. And that's our Simcha as we enter this, into this great Yantif. I've been learning a little bit these days in Yanim of Sukkot, so I'm just going to mention a few things, and this will be uh, the, the, the longer version, so you have to excuse me for the shorter version this time, but uh, I want to start off by saying over a Gavaldika story. Uh, a true Misa, uh, uh, m- many years ago in Yerushalayim, there was a... Unfortunately, there was a tragic car accident and the father of a family, father who was Mepharnas to family and really brought up the family in a terrible way, was killed tragically in a car accident. He left a family which was a mother and children and he was the Mepharnas and now there was no Parnasa and the family was very, very poor. And you can imagine the trauma, you can't imagine the trauma, but the oldest boy, he was a young boy, he was before Bar Mitzvah, and as he still continued to go to the Cheder and to the Talmud Torah. But when he became Bar Mitzvah, he had in his mind that he wants to fulfill the mitzvah of Dalit Minim of the four species. And uh, he asked his mother if she could give him some money in order to buy a of an esrik. It would be the first time he's going to buy his own of an esrik. When his father was, was alive, his father would, would die for them. Now when his father passed away, I guess, neighbors or something, they would borrow someone's wasn't mechuyiv in the mitzvah, it was only mitzvah chinuch. Now he really had his own mitzvah. His mother said, listen, I really don't have a budget for Dalit Minim. I'm sorry, we had just to get the food on the table is difficult. So this boy, he said to himself, and, and the mother said to him, you know what, I give you a piece of advice. You get some allowance. She did used to give him a small allowance. Try to save whatever allowance you can. And he would also go to the Chevres to heal him where they would say till him every night, and they would also give out prizes and give out money. And that's what he did. He saved up money the whole year beforehand. And as it got closer to Sukkot, he went to the Shuk of the Dalit Minim. Everyone knows, especially here in Eretz but throughout the world, the Shuk of the Dalit Minim. Everyone goes to buy. A lot of people wait to the last day because they know the prices are going to be cheaper. The sellers want to get rid of the Shaira. And he went, and he wasn't an expert, didn't know all the halachas. So he went... And they used to sell closed boxes, which had a, a stamp on it from uh, Heksher of Rabbanim. And he bought the one that said Mahadrin. 
and it was closed, and he bought a luluv, and uh, the luluv was closed on the top, so it wasn't a shayla of nektam, and uh, he had a dasim, and aravis, and he was very, very happy. Then he went home, <coughs> when he opened up the box of the es- esrig, he saw esrig, it said a mahadrin on it, but it was so far from mahadrin. First of all, it was very, very green, and then it really didn't have a good giddle, and he wasn't sure all the halachas. He decided he has to take it to a rav, so he went to the local rav, who was a big guy and a big expert in lulavim and esregim, waited in line, and then when it came his turn, he showed it, the esrig to the rav, and he asked the rav, what is it? The rav was looking at it for a few minutes, and he said, kosher, it's kosher. So the boy felt mamish like uh, pangs of, 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 of hurt in his heart, you know. His first esrig that he bought, that he saved all his money, it's, and it seems the rav is only saying it's kosher, you know, barely kosher. He said, it's, it's not mahadrin, and the rav repeated again, you know, kosher, it's kosher. That means you can make a bracha, and it's kosher. But he would not say the words, it was mahadrin. The boy took the esrig, and he walked outside, and literally he was crying in his heart, and even in his eyes, he just felt so disappointed. And as he's walking down the stairs, all of a sudden, one of the Talmidim or members of the family of the Rav comes down the stairs and he says to him, the Rav says he wants you to come back. Okay, he goes back up, comes into the Rav, and the Rav says to him, listen, I want to make a, a chalipin with you. I want to do an exchange. If you give me your esrik, I want to give you, I have an esrik, and this esrik is mamish mahudar, and I, I want to have your esrik, I want you to have my esrik. And the boy was a little bit embarrassed, and, and, and he said, no, you're, the Rav's esrik is worth so much money. He says, it doesn't make a difference. I want to have your esrik, you take my esrik. And the Rav was very emphatic about it. So the boy made an exchange, and he got this beautiful, beautiful esrik from the Rav. And that the truth is, it made him feel even worse to a certain extent. On the one hand, he had this beautiful esrik. The other hand, he felt he's taking away the Rav's esrik. But the Rav insisted, and he said, you'd have a good yantiv, and you go home. And the, the Rav remained with his esrik. As he went home, again, he was just feeling all of these different thoughts, the loss of his father, now he has his esrik. And, and he thought to himself, okay, maybe the Rav has a lot of esregim that are very beautiful, and this is one of them, he just gave me one of them, so now he was like Menachem himself. And then, the next morning, he got up early, and he had this beautiful, beautiful esrik, and he decided he's going to go to shul, and he's going to dive together with this Rav, who was one of the Gedolim, and a big Bucky and Hilchus Lulav and esrik. And he made the brach on the esrik, and he got very close to the rav. What's, he, what's the rav going to take? And he sees the rav has his esrik. He saw, you knew what his esrik looked like. It's really not, not a great giddle, not very pleasant. The rav himself had said it's just kosher. And the rav made a brach on it, bukol gadol. That was the esrik that the rav used. And this was a tremendous lesson which he took with him, that the rav really wanted to be misameachim, and wanted them to say that, you know what, your kasher esrig to me is more chashiv than my mehudadik esrig, because yours was bought by your savings and your yasim, and the Rav decided to be uh, so-called mafkir, his own beautiful pre hader for the benefit of this of this particular this particular boy. The mice itself is a mice neira teaches us great lessons. And it really, as we enter into our own circuses, we should realize that this is really a message for us, and I want to expound upon this and to speak about it in the light of the mitzvah, which we're all familiar with, 
and to use that as the springboard to give not only a great vort from the vorka, the vorkaver, but also a great, great lesson for all of us. So there's a, we know there's the mitzvah on sukkahs of Nisuch HaMayim, and we daven, and at the end by Shemini Atzeres, we're going to say, Mashivruch, Mitei Tefilas HaGeshem, and in times of the base of Mignosh, they would take uh, every day, there would be Shiva Samayim, and there would be a tremendous Simcha, and that's really where the concept of Simcha's base HaShu'eva comes from. Simcha's base HaShu'eva comes from the mitzvah of since Bechag were judged on water, so now we're Shayiv the Mayim, and we pour the Mayim onto the Mizbeach, and Rabbi Kiva says in the Tosefta, What's the reason behind this mitzvah? He says, Bring the mitzvah of in order that the rains should come down to us and there should be a brach of rain. So sukkus is the time when we, we, we daven for rain and we do tefillas geshem and the purpose is, and we know, Every here, here in Eretz Yisrael, they're saying it might rain during Sukkot, and that gets into the whole Shaila. But if it rains during Sukkot, is it a klala, is it not a klala? But we know that in Tefillah's Geshem, there are different, the Python speaks about the different others. Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Moshe, Aaron, and the Shvatim. Moshe is considered the fourth in the hierarchy. And the fourth Pait we know there's a few words that says over there. Zachar, Moshoi, Betevas, Goymer, Menamai. Remember the one that was pulled out from the Teva, from the water. That's Moshe Rabbeinu. Namu Daloi Dala Vehishka Tzayin And he went and he was able to be Mashkid the Tzayin Mayim. He gave water to the Tzayin, to the sheep. And then it says, Sgulecha E Your treasure, they're waiting and they're thirsty for water. They mentioned the pasuk of the hitting of this of the of the of the rack, and water came out. So and with that tzedek, the water should come out. This piyut we say over not only on the on the on but on Hashanah Rabbah we say Tane Munim. Everyone is familiar with Tane Munim. That's when we pick up the Aravas. And we say, Our hearts are pouring out like water. Repeat again. The Mashiach hit the rock and the water flew out. Now this is a pella because that was story, that's the story of the Chet and the Meimariva. That was a terrible sin that Mashiach did. It was such a terrible sin that because of that Chet, that's the one sin which caused Moshe Rabbeinu not to go into Eretz Yisrael. He lost his chus to go to Eretz Yisrael. The Torah expounds upon it in a few places that Moshe Rabbeinu is, is not successful in entering Eretz Yisrael. Why? Because he didn't make a Kiddush Hashem and he hit the water. And over here, he hit the rock and the water came out because he hit it. He could have spoken to it. To the, and the pell is that the Payet, who's telling us we should daven, says that's the chus where we're going to go out for Mayim. How's that Mayim? We're going to get Mayim. L'chare ain kateger nasasaneger. How could we use this as a as a lesson? Listen to the Vorkover. The Vorkover says, Moshe Rabbeinu. How could Moshe Rabbeinu hit the rack? And the Rebbe told him to speak to the rack. So the truth is, Moshe Rabbeinu, when he was standing by the cellar, he said to himself, 
what's going to happen if I speak to the rack? Then the rack is going to listen to the tzivoy that I'm telling him to do. It's going to go against its tev, against its nature, because usually water does not, rack does not hear, and it's not going to listen. But over here it's going to go against its nature, and it's going to what? To follow the tzivoy of HaKadosh Baruch and the water is going to come out. That's going to be the greatest kitruk for Klai Yisrael. The Rabbani Shalom is mitzavah, Klai Yisrael the mitzvahs. And unfortunately, we do not listen all the time. So it's going to be a kavachaymer. If the selah, that's a stone, is listening to the words of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so Klai Yisrael that listens to the words of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and we have so many chasadim that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives for us and does for us. So Moshe Rabbeinu was in a quandary. And Moshe Rabbeinu said that it's worthwhile to hit the rack. And hitting the rack, so therefore it's not, it's not shmir, it's, it's hitting. And the hitting ability sometimes has the ability that the water will come out from it. But the main thing is that it shouldn't be a kitruk from Klai Yisrael, that Klai Yisrael should not be put into a position that they don't listen. To listen to Moshe Rabbeinu's <coughs> tremendous mysterious nefesh. Moshe Rabbeinu knew that if he would do this, he would lose his opportunity to go into Eretz Yisrael. But it's more important for the sake of Klal Yisrael, his Tzayn Kaidish, that they should be safe than his own individual pursuit, his own individual aliyah of going into Eretz Yisrael. And he was saying, and that's what we're saying when we're saying, when the Pious says, when we're standing on the Yom Hadin of water, that Sukkot, which is the whole world of Gashmias, we want to remember the Hanhaga of the great Manik of Klai Yisrael, Moshe Rabbeinu, who went against his nature, and he was worried about another Yid. He was worried about the Madregas, another Yid. And Rabbeinu, remember that Tzchus, and this is a Gervaldic, Gervaldic lesson that the Vorkiver is teaching us. And it's such a great lesson when we're entering into our Sukkot to think about that we shouldn't just be davening for ourselves, we should be davening for the sake of God's Klal Yisrael. I said over the story that Rishol Salanter on, on the Kol Nidri at night, he was passing by a house and he heard a baby crying and the mother had gone to Kol Nidri because that's what Yiddish Ephraim used to do. And the whole show was waiting for Rishol and Rishol didn't come. Finally the Gabbai went out and he found him at the house of this woman. And he said, Rabbi, everyone's waiting. He says, everyone's waiting with the mother. She's not supposed to be in shul. A mother's supposed to be with her child. And this is a lesson for many of us, that sometimes we're in positions, sometimes mothers with children. Someone asked me recently, you know, what's the role of a mother in Yom Kippur? Should she be running to shul? You're taking care of the baby. And I said, I don't know. Rabbi Salanta said, you got to take care of the baby. That's the biggest advice. And every single person in his own matzav is, you know, we have opportunities but we look for ourselves. We shouldn't only look for ourselves. We have to be meiser nefesh for Klal Yisrael. A Rav was willing to give up his esrik because he knew that a boy would feel embarrassed having such an esrik. So I'm willing to give up my, my tiferes for the sake of, the, of another person. I think this is a great lesson that as we enter into the Shabbos, it should be with simcha, Simcha that we are members of Klai Yisrael. And at the same time, we should recognize that the true Simcha of Klai Yisrael is helping out another Yid. And what we can do to give tzedakah and to daven, there's so many people in need for so many different things.
but to recognize that the Rebbeinu is the one that's in charge. We're going to take the Lulav and Esrig Mitzvah Shem on the first, on the second day of Sukkot for for the Yidden in Eretz Yisrael and in Chutzlarts. It's only going to be the Rabbanan. And we're going to shake the love. We're going to do the nanuim. And we know the Mishnah says in Masech Sukkah, where do we, where do we shake the lulav? So we take it in, we shake it in two places. In Haidu Lashem, in the beginning, in the end, Haidu Lashem, and also Ba'an Hashem. There's Machlekes, Ba'an Hashem Hashirna, Ba'an Hashem Hatzlichana, Machlekes Be'Shami Be'Zillo. The Gemara says, why do we shake it? And why do we do the nanuim then? So Rabbi Yochanan says, Ma'ilach Ha'mevi, we go to the four corners of the earth, of the earth, and we're shaking to the Rabbanu Shalom. We go up and down. It's representing the heavens and the earth. And so they said it for that reason. The Marava, they said, uh, you know why we do it? We do it in order to stop the Ruchas Rose, the bad winds that are coming in. To remove the bad Tlal. Another type of wind, another type of effect. So it seems to be like a nuanced difference over here. But it, I saw Gratana Gavalda Gavort. With this, we can truly understand why we do it in two places. We do it by Hoidul Hashem, and we also do it by Ona Hashem Hashiyana or Ona Hashem Atzlichana. Why? Because Hoidul Hashem is the Pshat, Rabbi Yochanan's Pshat. That we want to be Meshabeach the Rabbanu Shalom. It's an Indian of Haidah. We want to be thankful to Baruch for all the goodness that he does to us. So therefore, we're Milo Mayrid. We do it to the Arba Ruchas because everything really belongs to Akadosh Baruch Hu. And the Marava, they said, no, it's in order to stop the bad winds that are coming in. Therefore, where do we do it? We do it by Ona Hashem Ashiyana, Ona Hashem Atzlichana. You do the famous vart of the one of the Ger Rebbe's that the. Um, Hasidim were having a tough time in Parnassah. And they came to him, and he said, Rebbe, what should we do? So he says, listen, the first opportunity you get to say Hallel, you should have Kavana Bayon Hashem, and you'll be able to get, that'll be a schooler for the Parnassah. So came, I think, Rish Chaydish, and those Yid, that group of Yidna, the Ger Hasidim, the Ger is always good businessmen, and now the business wasn't working. So they said, okay, the Rebbe gave us his aid, so they started saying, with a lot of Kavana, the Ona Hashem with a lot of kavon. They said, Ona Hashem, Hashiyana, Ona Hashem, Hashiyana. And then they said to themselves, well, maybe the Rebbe really meant Ona Hashem, Hatzlichana. So they said it also with great kavana, great fervor, with great feeling, great meaning. And then after uh, Rosh Chaydish or Yantif, whatever it was, they were waiting for the Panasa to come flowing in from the Rebbe's advice. And unfortunately, nothing happened. Nothing came in. So they went back to the Rebbe and they said, Rebbe, nothing happened. So the Rebbe was quiet. He says, did you have Kavana by Ona Hashem? And said, no. By Ona Hashem? He said, Rebbe, not only by Ona Hashem, we did by Ona Hashem, Ona Hashem, Atzlichana. He says, no, that's not what I meant. I mean, Ona Hashem, Ki Avdecha. Hashem answers because we are your servants. We serve you. That's where I wanted you to have Kavana. If we're servants of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu takes care of us. That's where we have to have the Kavana. Ah, Rabbi Sai. Klai Yisrael, all of Klai Yisrael throughout the world, here in Eretz Yisrael, so many people are coming here, so many Talmidim, that here in Eretz Yisrael, for Yontif, Givaldik is the man of Simcha, and this man of Simcha, we should turn to HaKadosh Baruch and say, Ona Hashem, Ki Ani Hashem answers, because we are your servers, we serve you, we serve you faithfully, and we have this chusim 
of the Avaida of Elul, the Avaida of Yom Kippur, and now we're entering free from all Averis, as the Medrash says, these days we've been too busy being performing mitzvahs. We're going to enter into the to the holy walls of the sukkah. We're going to kiss the sukkah. We're going to make the the the, the, the Shabbos and the Yontif and all the different halachas and mitzvah Hashem will be oiled to the regal. We should be zayicher mitzvah Hashem that the rabbinu shalom should look at all the schusim of Klai Yisrael, see how we care about each other. We should be zayicher mitzvah Hashem to afelach Yontif and a good yar, good kibbench to yar, good kvittel. Wishing everyone a great, great Yantav of Sukkot Tafshin Pei David. Thank you very much for listening. We want to thank jfoundations.com. If you could sponsor any of our activities, it would be another way of addressing and being able to give over Torah to other people. Go on the website and show your support. Thank you very much for joining us.